What's up, guys? It's the legit boss, Sasha Banks, and you are listening to WNS. You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts, Daniel Heron, Tyler Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Dino Heron. What we love a dub dub. I'm Tyler Abear. <laughs> Welcome you to episode 327 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. You can find us on Stitcher, BeyondPodPlayer.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast oh, to find us. You can also follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Abear. Yes. So, <laughs> my man. But welcome to the show. We've got a lot to cover this week. I'm uh, sorry if I keep on dro- dropping Rick and Morty references throughout this whole episode. Rick and Morty. 100, 100 references Rick and Morty. Daniel just got me into it, and I'm on a second season. Ben's watching and that 100 sh- episodes of Rick and Morty. 100 more seasons. Nine, hilarious. Nine more seasons Morty. Yeah going to be interesting. It's yeah. going to be an interesting show because once you get into it, now I'm starting to get into it as well. So we apologize in advance to our listeners who might be uh, tuning in for the first time. Uh, it's yeah. going to be, might be heavy on Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Tiny Bear. Yeah. So like I said, we've got Extreme Rules to talk about, Raw, SmackDown, and of course, an interview, exclusive interview for you with the boss, Sasha Banks. So All you right. do not want to go anywhere for that. So um, welcome to any of our newer listeners who uh, maybe have not checked us out before. Yes. Hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Doug, unfortunately, not here this week again. Duty calls. You know Duty. how it is. <laughs> Duty. Uh, so Tyler, how you doing? Doing good. Yeah. Now, i got to let you know ahead of time, I didn't get to watch all of Extreme Rules. I saw it in bits and pieces, but I didn't get to see all of the matches. So, I'm going to rely highly on you to oh, that's great. bring us through this uh, through this pay-per-view review. Yeah. Can you handle that? Sure. We'll see yes. how that goes. My man. So. <laughs> One man reviewing. I'll just, yeah, I'll do it. Well, I'll chime in. Yeah, you chime but in. But I didn't get to watch all of the matches, and I didn't get to see the full length of match, so. Yeah, no. you know it's a good thing uh, watching it like after the pay per view like officially airs that mm. you can fast forward to like you know when they walk when they're walking yeah. to the ring you can fast forward to that yeah yeah that's definitely a, a plus and you mm-hmm. can skip any unnecessary backstage interviews and all that all or the, the repeats of like yeah. I know like on the um on the pre show they always show like the the, the video packages mm-hmm. and when you get to pay per view right before the match hey, let's the show it again yeah. 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 So, uh, anyways, yeah, we're going to give you our, our thoughts on Extreme Rules and all the other good stuff as well. We do have some feedback this week. It's coming from Pratesh, if that helps. I hope I'm saying it correctly. Um, he says, uh, the way Doug pronounces it, I think, uh, hey, guys, have you ever thought about keeping a tally of your pay-per-view predictions and then provide an update on your next show as to how many points everyone got? Uh, if it would it'd make make it more interesting and meaningful rather than just another segment on the show. You could do a loser forfeit at the end of each month or so or something too. Uh, like loser has to do the whole intro or buy a random WWE t-shirt like Nia Jax or Bailey's uh, or reach out to the audience and provide some fun forfeits. Could be fun. 
Uh, you could also have everyone participate and have a table. Here's my predictions anyways. Fox and Dar, Austin Aries, Bliss, Hardy Boys, Dean, and Finn. Uh, he went on to say that he only got one of those correct. Uh, P.S. For what it's worth, Tyler saying don't know is barely noticeable. It's free-flowing, natural conversation between three friends, after all. Not some highly edited crap. Also, what are your thoughts on why creative can't book Bailey properly? What would you guys do? So thank you very much for the feedback. Yeah, thank you. Uh, to address that first, we actually did that on our Facebook page last year. And <clears throat> that was just, it's a lot to, to keep up with on my end. Um, yeah, to to keep the points, keep yeah, you keep track of whole. I did that did for a whole year. Yeah, I ended up winning by like a point or two, and that's another thing. Our predictions are so close together that I don't know like how interesting it can really be as far as something like that goes. Because there are sometimes where we're unanimous on every single match, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that's kind of boring to to some listeners. Where it's like, no, I want something different, but you know, we're giving our opinions and. That's just what we go with. Um, I do like the idea of like loser doing the whole intro or or some sort of punishment, but man, we're sitting there. We'll sit there and watch the pay per view together and go, wait, who did I pick? <laughs> yeah, like we we've already yeah. forgotten. So uh, unless we're gonna sit there and write it all down and all that, is it's it's a lot. So if I mean, but don't let me stop you from uh, keeping tallies of our predictions if you want, by all means. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as far as the uh, the booking Bailey, that's I don't know what the what the issue is, where the disconnect is. I don't know if they're just trying to make her something that she's not or what. But in NXT, it was simple, it was easy storytelling, and maybe they just want something that's not as simple. I I don't know. Well, didn't she like do good like for a while, and now she's kind of lost with Alexa Bliss, right? But right yeah. before this, she was doing. All right. Well, like, or, even her championship reign wasn't anything spectacular. And the fact that it wasn't like a WrestleMania win, so it didn't have like a big feel to it whenever she got it, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm it's just to remember. Exactly. There's nothing memorable about it, and that's the problem. So I just felt like they didn't do they haven't done a very good job booking her. I don't know what they can do to fix it cuz damn. <clears throat> I know one thing they could have done to fix it and that was in regards to what they did at Extreme Rules, which we'll get into. Um, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and talk about that match since it is on on topic. Um, before the match even starts, I didn't get to see it, but from what I heard, there was a uh, backstage interview with Bailey saying, I don't like to hurt people, so I'll, I don't know how extreme I, I can get or something like that. that I don't know. That's, that's the number one thing. Okay, you're in a business where the objective is to hurt your opponent to the point that they can't move after three seconds yeah so for you to say you want to be here you want to be champion but you're not willing to hurt somebody that that raises a red flag because that's going what are they thinking backstage like what are those writers thinking um what's creative thinking if if they're gonna have someone come out they want them to be loved but they're not will they don't want to do what they're doing what their job is that doesn't make any sense that, i don't know but you know like, bailey's the type her character is you know peace love hug you know well sure but you're in the wrestling business and you've got to wrestle and you've got to hurt your opponent 
Now, I'm not saying go out there and try and break her leg, but you've got to incapacitate incapacitate your opponent. Give her a bear hug. <laughs> Give her a bear hug, yeah. Bailey to belly or however, whichever way it is. I mean, that would be like me saying, okay, I'm a radio DJ. I'm a voice announcer. I'm a radio personality, but I don't like the way my voice sounds, so I'm not going to talk. It's like, okay, well, then what are you going to do? Because that's your job. This mm-hmm. is this is what you... this In this business, it's what you do. It's like, well, I don't want to upset anybody. It's like, dude, no. like, I'm a, I'm a radio personality. I've got to talk. Yeah. She's a wrestler. She's got to wrestle. You know? I don't want to hit you with a kendo stick. Whatever. That match, by the way, was awful. It didn't last long. It didn't uh, last long. The only, what I really remember is that, you know, they fought for the kendo stick. And when they got down, they both fell out and they were trying to go get it. And then Bailey was trying to fight Alexa from getting the kendo stick. And then uh, Alexa finally got the kendo stick and started beating her. And I don't really remember too much after that. And here's why I have a problem with that match. Okay. I want, if you, if you can, if you can recall. Okay. What was the specific wording that they said about the kendo stick on a pole match? Oh, shoot. I'll start you off. The first person to grab the kendo stick. Not wins, but like no. the first one who grabs the kendo stick. Uh, oh, it's like coming to me, but I can't. Okay. That's okay. The first person to grab the kendo stick gets to use it legally. That's what they said building up to the match before they grab the kendo stick. So, in my mind, when you say the first person to grab the kendo stick gets to use it legally, that means the second person, a.k.a. Alexa Bliss, who grabs it, gets to use it illegally. Uh, So, that's one of the problems that I have. I mean, it's a minor detail, but the way that they worded it, it bugged me. So... I, yeah. I guess it didn't bother me because I don't remember it. Well, sure. But it's one of those things where they were being very specific in their wording uh, for uh, for this pay-per-view. Like the cage match. They were like, both both teammates have to be out with both feet touching the floor at the exact same time for the cage when match. When was the last time we had a cage match with Tag? tag? It's been a long time. Because I don't really remember how they, you know, was it the same roles both of them had to be out i don't well i think this is the first time where they didn't allow a pinfall or submission oh so they had to escape okay but it's the little things like that yeah the match was short to protect alexa bliss because she's still trying to improve in the ring bailey grabs the kendo stick and doesn't use it so she doesn't go extreme she doesn't want to hurt anybody but she's in a matchup who's uh, against a champion, and she's claiming she'll do whatever it takes to win the championship. Yet she doesn't do it. It was really poor. It was a bad decision. I don't agree with it. Who the fuck am I? <laughs> uh, you are. Danny I'm Ray. I'm I'm nobody. Basically, I'm a I'm yes. a yes, my <laughs> man. That's me too. I'm the uh, Moon Man. Goodbye. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so the kickoff match, Kalisto versus Apollo Cruz. Did you get to catch that one? 
Yes. Okay, I'm trying to... Because I watched it uh, Monday. I didn't watch it Sunday night. <laughs> so, okay. Callisto. Nothing special. Anyways. Was that the kickoff? Yeah, that was the kickoff oh, match. Oh, no, I didn't watch it. I okay. watched... Uh, the first match was for me was Miz and... Uh, and Ambrose. Okay. Okay, so that's so, why I can't remember. Yeah. Callisto defeats Apollo Crews. Whatever. Um, the Intercontinental Championship was on the line. Miz versus Dean Ambrose. The stipulation: if Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, again, if Miz or if Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, not counted out, not whatever. They were really like focusing on that with like all the different things when Miz took mm-hmm. the uh, corner uh, turnbuckle. Which when has that been an issue? That's never really been like okay. You have to use a weapon on someone, not yeah. hit their mm-hmm. right. It's happened numerous times where the turnbuckle became exposed, someone got thrown into it, and the match continued. Yeah, this is the same with you know. I know they're trying to like you know make it look like oh we're gonna disqualify you because all these little things like yeah. Miz throwing Dean into the ref and the ref getting pissed off like you did this and stuff like that. Which like, is stupid. Yeah, I'm like, hey, man. The fact that he took the bump and wasn't, like, knocked unconscious, the refs are getting stronger. Yes. Cyborg. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think that match was too bad. Yeah. Surprisingly, because I know how I'm, like, not interested in that feud at all. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Maurice ends up getting ejected, and Miz uses the skull-crushing finale to become the seven-time Intercontinental Champion. Which is good, because I need to get the belt. I... F- I felt I need to get the belt off of Ambrose. I agree. It's a it's the right call. The right person won this match. In which they're gonna have another rematch and all that stuff. But I'm kind of ready for them a to get past. Great balls of fire. I'm ready for them to get past it because I want to see who's gonna be next. Did for... you see the uh, the post about the great balls of fire uh-huh. poster or whatever? Uh-huh. It's got like a stri- a jet line and then two balls that are uh-huh. on fire, but the f- flame ends up looking like a giant dick. Eight penis boobs. Yeah. Someone uh, someone tweeted the picture to Sasha Banks and says, does this look like a dick? And she replied, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I, whatever. I don't know why they decided to go with that name. I really, I have no idea. I wonder if it's going to be a one-off. They're going to be like, yeah. God, I hope so. I really hope so. Um I'm going to fight you at Balls of Fire. Yeah, great Balls of Fire. My great Balls of Fire. Balls of Steel. Balls, balls, balls. Uh, next up, we got to see Rich Swan teaming up with our guest this evening, Sasha Banks, to go up against Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. Man, that, that this also match didn't last long. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was... I got to see the one flying. spot where Sasha jumped off the top turnbuckle and used the double knees on, on Noam. Yeah. Um, I think the right uh people won. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're gonna go from there. They brought you know Sasha to, um, I guess the um, the feud with the two hundred five mm-hmm. people. So I don't know if it's still gonna continue. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Well, I guess the biggest question is, can you handle this? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, after that, Alexa Bliss defeated Bailey to retain the women's championship. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys cage match. Um, from what I saw, it was interesting. Um, 
seem that bad, but um, wasn't know, that man. great from what I saw. Parts of this of this pay per view got my attention. Some I was just like, eh. But um, let's just be honest. the The selling point of this pay per view was the main event. Yeah, well, there was another match that got my attention I really enjoyed, but we haven't got to it yet. So. Yeah, the submission match? Yeah. All right, we'll get to that because uh, Cesaro and Sheamus defeat the Hardy Boys to become the new tag team champions. I know a lot of people were questioning, like, well, wait a second, Jeff got out of the cage and then he got back in. What's up with that? That's me um, too. Yeah. Like I said, they were being very specific in their wording, which is why it threw me off with the whole Alexa and Bailey matchup where it's like the first person to gain... The kendo stick gets to use it legally. Which Cesar and Sheamus won, and they're gonna have a rematch. And I think you know yeah. the Hardys may lose it, and then I don't know where they're gonna go. Well, rumor is right now that they'll lose and then split. Really? Yeah. Mm. They'll become shattered. So that's just a rumor. It's circulating. I mean, if that kind of stems and goes over there in that direction mm-hmm. I don't know Matt goes crazy again and does that people will go freaking nuts yep. for it yep. that's what they want it's what they want will we see it I don't know it's sad man well it is it the is. fans will know it's there that'll just be sort of like an inside thing where they won't address it but you know it's there um, Neville versus Austin Austin Aries uh, in a submission match. Take us through this one. Hey, Bear. Um, they really focused on uh, Austin's um, leg. Yeah. And which that was pretty good. Man, there was a lot of high flying and back and forth stuff. I really thought Austin was going to win it, but mm. you were correct. He did not win it. Um, oh, I forgot what else. I know the crowd wasn't into this match very much. No, they weren't. I mean, they were dead. And that kind of worries me. Like, even if they had given the title to Austin Aries, like, what is happening in 205 Live? Like, what, Nothing, like, super important. Um, and that's the thing. Like, it's not something to make anyone want to tune in. I had some interest in the, the Neville-TJP match. Just because that was supposed to be the big blow-off. That's what they were leading to. And they just had it on on 205 Live at random. They are just like, okay, well, you wanted this match, and now you're going to get it. So we're going to do that on 205 Live. I don't know, man. Like, I just... Um, um, all the stuff that was uh, going on for 205 Live, I'm not interested. Yeah. But... I don't know. I'm just bummed, man. I thought Austin was going to get it. <laughs> Not this time. I don't know where they're going to go with Austin Aries after this. I think he tw- sent out a tweet saying it's time to reevaluate my career choices or something like that. Um, really? As far as what he's going to do next. Uh, but that takes us into the main event. The Fatal Five way to, be- to determine the number one contender. Uh, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt. I picked Balor to win this one. I know, Tyler, you wanted Joe to win, but I think you went with someone else. Yeah, I went with uh, uh, Balor. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, that's exactly what we're going to get. Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. And this is uh, this is actually a, a fantasy match for a lot of people out there. And uh, 
I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. I hope that these guys put on a good show. Dude, I I am super pumped. Like um I didn't think he was going to win with all the stuff going on, but then when he got it, I'm like they are they're already promoting as a dream match. Mhm. And dude, like but here's my concern about that. Like I'm super pumped. But is it going to be like a Brock Lesnar beatdown? I hope not. That's the thing. That would I'm be worried. awful. That's that the thing I'm worried about. Choice. Like, oh no, oh well, Samoa Joe got these cool shots and he put them in like a submission. Brock Lesnar got out easily. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I, I'm hoping it could be like a badass thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the matchup a little bit. Uh, it started off a little slow. Everyone's got to get their shots in. Uh, let's work our way to the outside so that you know two or three people can be in the ring while the other two are recuperating and all that. Um, you know that part was standard. The ending of the match I thought was a lot of fun. Um, I know. This was kind of repetitive, but I I did enjoy the working together of Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, they told a very interesting story. They're like, look, we'll just beat these guys down, and then we'll find out who's going to win. Oh, I tried to get a pinfall, but you caught me. Hit another person, go around, hit another person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they showed, you know, chemistry and, uh, and, you know, made them seem like a, a viable threat. So I thought the matchup was a lot of fun, and uh, I had a good time watching it. And uh, I'm I'm ha- I'm pleasantly surprised with the outcome. I'm I'm happy that Samoa Joe won. I did not think that they were going to go that way, but that's also good for Samoa Joe. But mm-hmm. also at the same time, and I hate to be this way, I'm like, you know, he's is, probably going to lose. This is and, this is filler. They're yeah. waiting on you know Braun Strowman. They're waiting on Roman Reigns. That's the big that's the big thing. It's Roman Reigns and. I'm like, oh man, you just don't know what you have right now. Yeah. Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. They're so stuck in their ways. Like, that is so badass. You don't realize it. But like I said, I am nervous. Yeah. For what the outcome is. And it's one of those things where it's like, I don't think they'd do a title change at a pay per view called Great Balls of Fire. And (laughs) like, you're going to do it at your SummerSlams, your WrestleManias, one of the big ones. It's just, ugh. The fact they I'm okay, so they have now less than five weeks to build up Samoa Joe for a viable threat, which I thought they did an excellent job on Raw. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the promo between himself and Heyman yeah. was great. I love the fact that he's like, I'm actually envious of Brock Lesnar. I want his schedule. I want Paul Heyman to wait on me hand and foot. I want his title. Mm-hmm. And then Paul Heyman comes out and is like, dude. We were wanting Finn Balor because he's the best case scenario. He's the, you know you're the worst he's a good case scenario. he's a good story to tell, but in the end, we all know who's going to win that one. You're our worst case scenario. You're a threat, and uh, I'm a little bit worried. So uh, you know, wish you best of luck, and you know, we'll see you in a few weeks. But then Samoa Joe grabs onto Paul Heyman, and I loved the fact that they dropped the microphones. I don't know why. It just made it a little more intense mm-hmm. because the fact that he backed him into a corner and he said, listen, um, the fact that Brock isn't here, it it, it pisses me off. Um, I want you to deliver a little message for him because what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap my arm around your neck and I'm going to pull it a little tight. You're going to have a shortness of breath. <laughs> your eyes yeah. are going to cross yeah, and things are going to go black. And when you wake up, Tell him that this is for him. And the fact that he got to do it <laughs> yeah. was great. Like, I absolutely Because now it's going to be it. nuts. It's like, you know, Paul Hamm was like, you push your hands on me, now my beast is going to beat your ass, you know? Yeah, and they even did that on Raw later that night where, you know, they were in the trainer's room and 
Heyman answers the phone call from Brock, and he's like, you know, what can I say? You know, the guy's out of his mind, and I think it's time to unleash the beast. Which next week, I, that is the thing I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Brock and Joe confrontation. And I think they're hoping that this is going to raise their ratings, because they've been under 3 million viewers for like the past couple months, which is like their all-time lows, and or they're at lows recently. Um, so they're, I guess they're hoping that this is going to do something okay, for them. Okay, so I hope this is... Okay, we we don't know what's going to go down. But I have a feeling that Lesnar's going to win. Sure. But I hope what Heyman says is true, that Joe's going to take a piece of Lesnar with him. Yeah. I wish that, you know, that, you know, mm. I want, you know, Joe to rattle Lesnar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Give him a, a fight. Yeah. Not like, because they... I, okay, the whole Goldberg thing was a different situation. Sure. Totally understand that. But Brock's style is he comes at you. He's going to grab you, do all this shit, just throw you around. You know how. You like, can't he, really throw Samoa Joe around. He's a big dude. Yeah, he is. So wouldn't that be the style of, even though they're not the same size and same height, would it kind of be the same, like, would you take him as like a big show Mark Henry thing? You know what I mean? It's he's not, he's, he's not big show big. But, you know, he like let's, let's compare him to Mark Henry, maybe. Yeah. You know, esque. Well, Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe very similarly to Brock Lesnar is deceptively fast. Mm-hmm. You know, for a guy of his size, I mean, Samoa Joe is six two, two eighty two uh, pounds. So, for him to be able to move the way he does with the speed and and the power behind him, it's it's impressive. So I'm. You know, Brock Lesnar is 6'3", 265. So it's a, it's a fairly level playing field. And plus, this is good, like, also to get these feuds out of the way because cer- certain guys they now have in WWE are older. Yeah. Like, Samoa Joe's, they said he's 38. Yeah. AJ Styles just turned 40. Yeah. So these certain feuds, these dream matches, you better we yeah, better have to get move them. fast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know how long we're going to have these guys. I, I don't even know if we're ever going to get, you know, Brock, AJ or anything like that, but... Mm. I don't know. But no, I going back to Joe and Lesnar, I just I have this high expectation yeah. for it. But I just do not want Lesnar just to manhandle Joe the whole time and Joe gets these yeah. few hits on and like that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like look at okay. You want it to be a showcase. Yeah. I know they're different styles, like him and you know, Joe and Ambrose or whatever, but look at Ambrose and you know <laughs> Ambrose and Lesnar thing and you know and our the yeah. Lesnar and anyone else, really. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I I hope that these two guys get get a lot of time, and I hope Joe gets some shots in. Uh, I like the fact that they're both submission guys, you know, or they both have submissions. Because um, there's no way in hell <clears throat> that Joe's gonna do the muscle buster to oh, no. Lesnar. No, no, no. I could see him. Slapping the the submission on the clutch, but Lesnar probably powers out, and that'll probably end up leading to the end. That'd be badass. He got he has that wrapped around Lesnar. Yeah, I like the fact that that he won the Fatal Five Way decisively like that. It wasn't oh, yeah. a cheap. It wasn't a cheap win. It wasn't a roll up. It wasn't anything like that. It wasn't someone hits their finisher and he pushes them out of the ring and goes for the pin. It was no you you just done. Everything that you could to win, but I caught on to you 
and made you pass out. Yeah. So I'm liking that. I like the fact that they did that. Uh, it was a lot which of fun. This puts this puts a spotlight on Joe right now because he hasn't mm-hmm. really had too much. He's going really on. been floating lately. Yeah. And that that kind of worries that me. That puts him in but, the spotlight for the next what five weeks? Yeah, at least. <sighs> like I wouldn't mind seeing Samoa Joe having a good matchup against Brock Lesnar. He goes up to, you know, Lesnar will more than likely win. Yeah. Um, and then we could see Brock versus uh, Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. Because, honestly, I know that they're trying to build towards Lesnar versus Roman for WrestleMania. But I'm telling you, I feel like the, the Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns match would be a bigger WWE draw. is going to... They're gonna get there. They've been trying to do it for like a few years. To get this whole Roman yeah. thing like situated. Yeah, they they're have. going to do it. I feel like it. Like I know. I'm just a guy just saying. Stuff. Sure. I just feel like I don't know. We saw what they can do, and it worked. It, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. But the Braun Strowman Roman thing was so much better. Yeah. Just in my opinion, it was so much more enjoyable. I would be more than happy to watch Roman Reigns fight Braun Strowman for weeks on end. Yeah. They've, they've, which they've been doing. You know, they showed us stuff that we haven't seen in a long time with the flipping of the the, you know, ambulance and all that. So, you know, have Braun versus Roman at WrestleMania. You can put Brock against AJ Styles. That could be your your dream match. That's a, yeah, it's. One of the other dreams. You could have Samoa Joe against Shinsuke Nakamura. Who knows? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Another a dream match. I'm. I think it's gonna happen. I'm. I'm. I'm waiting for Shinsuke and Cena. Yeah, and I think that might be. Well, I don't know because uh, Cena is gonna be coming back as more of a part timer, and he's coming back Fourth of July. So we'll see. We'll see what they decide to do. Um, but as far as extreme rules, the only match you're really needing to watch is the is the main event. I feel uh, everything else was kind of passable. Yeah, man. Well, you gotta get you gotta be part of that uh that Titus brand. Titus brand. That's right. Yeah, man. Everyone loves TB, right? <laughs> uh, so what's, what's, what, what, what's your name? Uh, Towalza. Yeah, did you watch my? You gotta watch my <laughs> watch my match, Towalza. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tawaza, Tawiza. Doesn't matter. It's Tazawa. Whatever. Um, Tiny Rick. Tiny Rick. That's right. Um, so Bray Wyatt kicks off Raw, saying all of the members of the Fatal Five Way were guilty. Roman Reigns comes out. Fans boo him relentlessly. Boo! Then they have a match, which was a really good match. Uh, really enjoyable. Went three segments. Like they did the talking segment, match starts, go to commercial, come back, match, go to commercial, match concludes. Yeah. Uh, so they got a lot of time. I really wish they'd go the SmackDown route where we can watch some of the match while I was about to say commercials s- are happening. Some matches you can. Some yeah. things they don't do picture in picture. Yeah. I, I think they do it like once an hour, which is cool. Do it all the time, motherfuckers. I'm fine with one, uh, but you know, I'm not going to complain. Um. So yeah, it was a good match. I like the fact that backstage Alexa Bliss is like, "Hey, I want to do a this is your life segment," and Angle straight up calls him out and be like, 
no, that is not happening. Last week you did it, and it was awful. <laughs> I love the WWE fact that they backstage at least just like, hey, we're gonna make fun of all the the crap you did. So you yeah, say it, and we're gonna shut you down on air. I'm taking that as an apology from the WWE. Hey, look, we know that was really bad. That was on us. Yeah. So it's like, no, you're not gonna do that. Um, Elias Sampson comes out, cuts a song or whatever. Uh, Dean Ambrose comes out is. Forget what happened, but he ends up getting attacked by Elias Sampson, and then uh, Ambrose Which, gives, I guess that is given the night off. That huh? if they're going to do a feud, I mean, I don't know if they're going to. I mean, Elias Sampson's dealt with Miz. He's dealt with Ambrose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen to that dude. Yeah, it's just weird. So, Kurt Angle gives Dean Ambrose the night off. Then we had the Samoa Joe Paul Heyman segment, which was awesome. Uh, Samoa, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro go up against Heath Slater and Rhino. Quick, quick matchup there. Cesaro and Sheamus get the win. And then they cut a promo saying, hey, you guys, being the Hardy Boys, you guys picked the stipulation and we still beat you. Yeah. So, we are the bar. We are the bar. We had a premonition. Yes. It was delightful. Uh, after that, we got to see TJP approach uh, uh, Neville, saying, hey, man, congratulations on your win. Now I think I'm owed a title match. And he says, okay, we'll go out there and take care of Mustafa Ali, and, and we'll talk about it. So TJP does that. was quick, that. too. He yeah. came out. Yeah. He comes out, and he's like, yeah, I'm getting my, my match up. And Neville attacks and says, you'll get well, your Well, first match. he says no. Yeah. And, and then he's like, wait a second. Wait a damn minute here, mofo. Um, Kalisto goes up against Titus O'Neil. Quick matchup. Kalisto gets the win. Make it a win. Whatever you want to say. Uh, Big Cass was attacked backstage. So now it's Cass getting attacked. Interesting. Yeah. Unless that's just all. And the Revival were seen backstage. Yeah. Unless it's just a... I don't, know, I don't know what's going on because they still did the Kurt Angle, uh, Corey Graves thing. Yeah. And Corey Graves will not say, you know. Which there's a on. rumor that that's something that could be leading to Kurt Angle versus Triple H at either SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Who would you rather see Kurt Angle go up against? Okay. Daniel Bryan doesn't count because he's retired. It's like, well, shit, there goes my pick. <laughs> like, I don't know if it would be a good match now or whatever, but I'm still with... Samoa Joe? Yeah. Headbutt her around the world? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. They put some good matches on. I like the fact that they were face-to-face yeah, uh, like, as well. Yeah. It was like, I'm going to destroy anyone who gets in my way. And then Seth Rollins It's just like, so hey, cool because way. it's like... Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles are back with WWE. You know, well, not back, but you know, Kurt yeah, Angle's back. back with WWE. Yeah, they're back. Oh, technically, they were with WWE. They have like, wrestled yeah. for WWE before. Yeah, so it's just cool for them, all of them, to be together. And hell, you know, <laughs> Kurt Angle loves those guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, Big Cass ends up getting attacked backstage, and Enzo is forced to find an opponent or a teammate to go up against Gallows and Anderson. Uh, and he finds the big show, which they cut a promo 
I thought that kind of fell flat. Yeah. The matchup was quick. Then Big Show, he was he was going in and out of accents. <clears throat> like he was trying to do a Jersey accent mixed with something else. Yeah, I don't know. And it did not sound pretty. Yeah, it did not flow. It didn't go well at all. Big Show and Enzo get the win. Uh, I did laugh at the Miz's Intercontinental Championship celebration. Uh, the fact that he and Maurice were having a great time, drinking some champagne. They were like, oh, wow, you even got me a dancing bear. And she's like, well, I didn't get the dancing I bear. I like how he was paranoid. Yeah, he was. He was He was waiting for it, waiting for it. Because I, I thought Ambrose at first was the bear. Yeah, and that's what he wanted you to think. Um, and so I love the fact that um, that Miz even controlled the crowd a little bit. They were chanting, you deserve it, you deserve it. And he was like, you know, that would really mean something if you guys didn't chant it at every person who wins, you know. <laughs> um, and then he attacks the bear, finds out it's just a regular guy, and he's like, well, at least you can say you got beaten up by the Intercontinental Champion and tosses him out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, Maurice brings a present down to the ring, and it's very large, so Miz immediately attacks it, smashing it with a chair. Maurice tries to stop Jumps him. Jumps on it. Jumps like, on that doesn't it. fucking hurt you. Right. Turns out it was a grandfather clock. Oh, let me jump on it three times. I don't feel shit. It's been clocked, bo- yeah. clock blocked. I think Ambrose has done this before where he's the cameraman. I think so. And that's what it ended up being. He was the cameraman all along. Miz saw it on the Titan Tron. Oh my gosh, he's behind me and got a dirty deeds for the trouble. Uh, what was next? <laughs> we got to see Alexa Bliss take on Nia Jax. So Nia finally gets her championship match. She tried to rally up some of the, the women backstage. <laughs> like, you know, she's a threat to all of us. That was that was funny because Sasha was just like, I know what you're coming in here to do. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gonna go call the WNS podcast later. <laughs> so uh so Mickey and Dana were like, All right, we'll come out and watch your match, whatever. So the match whatever. I felt like this was I pretty actually poor. Missed this part. <clears throat> you didn't miss a whole lot. Nia was throwing around Alexa Bliss. Uh, Mickey James and Dana Brooke come down and they're laughing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Alexa then pushes Dana Brooke and Mickey James, and their reaction was, oh, okay, I'm going to punch you too. So they attack. Nia Jax gets disqualified. Alexa retains. Then Nia Jax beats up Mickey James and Dana Brooke. Mm. So that's where they're going. When do you think Mickey's going to leave? Man. I feel so bad for her because they could have brought her back in such a better fashion in the way they did. Like, go and watch the reactions she got at NXT TakeOver when she went up against Asuka and watch where she is now. Yeah. Like, when they brought her in NXT, it was like, this woman's legit. She's awesome. Like, she's a credible threat. And now it's like, oh, we're bringing you in as Alexa's helper and now you're good but you're going over here and you're not going to talk at all and we're not giving you any mic time or screen time or anything yeah it's just weird i feel like they don't do a good job most of the time with like people they bring back yeah the dudley's it was awesome the Hardys is awesome, but I feel like they're about the... Be, no, a, no, the Dudleys was not. It was cool when they first came. That's why I said that it's awesome yeah. when they first came, and then they, they fell off. And like, then it yeah, becomes the nostalgia. They never got 
you know, the titles yeah. and stuff. And mm-hmm. better be careful. The Hardys are going to be like that, too. Exactly. Like, what's going to happen when the fans stop chanting delete? Yep. Because, you you know, well, I guess because they can't do the, that. But yeah. you know what I mean. We'll see. I, that's what I feel like with the whole <coughs> Goldberg thing. That was perfect. Yeah. Coming back. You know what I mean? He had a little time. He did this thing. Now mm-hmm. he's gone. And that was good. Yeah. Um, the main event, Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins. Thought it was a fine match. Um, Samoa Joe wins via submission. Yeah. Via satellite. Via satellite. No, not quite. Um, so that pretty much does it for Raw. And uh, I know a lot of our listeners are probably going, all right, get to Sasha, get to Sasha, get to Sasha. Um, so we'll do that. We'll do the Sasha Banks interview and then do SmackDown. Okay. Are you waiting for me to like, we'll do that after SmackDown. After SmackDown. No. Well, let's get into it. Uh, here's our exclusive interview with Sasha Banks. What up, dub dub? You're listening to an exclusive interview on WNS. All right, folks, joining us on the show this week, it is the boss, former three-time WWE Women's Champion for Raw, Sasha Banks. Sasha, welcome to the show. That's right. Well, thanks for having me. Got a few questions for you as we uh, as we jump right in. You've made headlines being in NXT, and now you've made headlines coming up to the main roster on Raw. In fact, back in 2015, you had what is considered one of the greatest matches of the year when you faced Bailey at <laughs> NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn, and again in your Iron Man match with Bailey. Uh, what is it about your chemistry with Bailey that made your matches so special? <laughs> it was um, our love-hate relationship and just figuring out that, you know, we actually have so much in common. We love this business so much. And, you know, talking to her more, like, her dream was to be a wrestler when she was 10. My dream was to be a wrestler when I was 10. I wanted to change the definition of what it was to be a woman in the WWE, and she had the exact same feeling. So uh, it's just that, that mutual love for this and knowing that we always wanted to steal the show and, Getting that opportunity at NXT Brooklyn, uh, man, and just hearing that crowd, we tore the house down. And honestly, I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to tie up with her again. But uh, that's all in due time. And, uh, you know, ever since then, from that very moment, you know, this, this woman's evolution has just been taking over. And from there, I got to main event, a WWE pay-per-view with Charlotte and a Hell in a Cell. And the first ever women's match in a Hell in a Cell. And it's just been um, such a whirlwind of just excitement. It's, it's so crazy. Absolutely, and like I, uh, like you said, you make making history when you and Charlotte became the first two women to headline a WWE pay per view, and the first two women yeah. to compete in Hell in a Cell. So, take me through the thoughts that you had when you were walking through the curtain towards the towards the cell. What were you thinking when you saw it? Well, first of all, I came out in an SUV, so I wasn't really walking through because I'm a uh. boss. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was in my hometown. I just remember being and looking at it and be like. Holy crap, man. We are making history. And um, it's moments like that where you just kind of have to stand still for a second and look around. And I remember I did that, and I was just like, man, we've come such a long way for the women. But even from then, you know, getting to be part of WrestleMania and uh, having these great women's matches. And, you know, the SmackDown women are going to be competing in the first ever women's Money in the Bank. And, um, of course, I'm really jealous, but I'm so happy just to see where this women's division has taken and and grown. It's, it's so incredible, man. You mentioned uh, growing up as a fan. It's been well documented. You being a fan of Eddie Guerrero growing up. Uh, now that you're oh, on yeah. the now that you're on the main stage of WWE, how does it feel knowing that now you have fans who are wanting to follow in your footsteps? What advice would you give to them? Oh, but first of all, it makes me feel super old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so crazy seeing little girls and even guys come up to me and being like, 
I want to be a wrestler because we do. And it, it honestly, it just gives me the feels. It gives my heart like this so happy and it gives me goosebumps because I know that feeling of when I was a little girl and I looked up to all my favorite wrestlers knowing that I wanted to be in their footsteps and now knowing that little girls and guys want to be in my foot. It's, just, it's surreal. It's really surreal. And uh, it's an honor. Being a role model is legit number one for me. And uh, I just want to make little girls proud and know that, you know, if they have a dream, they can they can do it. As long as they put their heart and their passion and everything into it, um, they can accomplish anything. Very cool. What was the, what would you say is was the most difficult transition for you from going from NXT up to the Monday Night Raw roster? Because I know NXT sort of they have a centralized location, but they do tour often, but not on the same schedule as Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I, I think for me, you know, we did TVs at a full cell in Orlando, and it would almost be the same kind of fans coming every single month and uh, we would tape it but raw is live we do this legit every single week it's live it's in a different state and it's a different crowd every single week so you just don't know what to expect and you kind of just have to um change with the crowd if they're feeling one way you got to try to make them feel another you know what i mean so it was definitely just uh changing that and not having you know tv tapings to being live every single week and, and the travel schedule man it's it's intense, but, you know, if this is your passion, it's, it's easy, man. I have the greatest times. We have the greatest fans, and they're so passionate and loyal, and um, it's, it's, it's so much fun. Since you went up to the, to the main roster, has there anyone who sort of took you under their wing to kind of help you throughout? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, when I first got called up, I was so nervous, and uh, the people that really just looked after me was New Day, and I was so fortunate enough to be paired with two amazing, incredible women, Tamina and Naomi, and they just took care of me so much. But it was those girls in New Day um, what kept me going. They, they told me, you know, their struggles, their highs, their lows, and we were all in it together. And uh, those, those are my people right there. That's my family. You know, you have to create a bond with these people because we see these people more than we see our own family. I see my mom legit like twice a year, and I see these guys every single week, four times a week, you know what I mean? So you just kind of have to create that bond. And you know, we fight, we argue, but we love each other all the, you know, the most. <laughs> they become my siblings. Yeah, absolutely. You even uh, return the favor of them uh, being your family by appearing on uh, Up, Up, Down, Down from time to time. Actually, you lost a competition yeah. and had to eat uh, hot pepper. How was that? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, that was awful because, you know, I honestly, I really do love spicy food, but Bailey added sriracha to a habanero <laughs> pepper, and that was awful i thought i was gonna die i was more scared that i was just gonna be on the toilet all day before a match <laughs> but thankfully i got it together ate a lot of rice soaked that all up and uh you know that's no fun but the up, up down down is it's such a great outlet for all the boys just you know to be able to relax before a big show and um it sucks to lose so uh i gotta go win right now i want to play up up down down right now <laughs> there yeah. you go uh yeah <laughs> Uh, so you're no you're no stranger to, to video games, but oddly enough, the number one question that I got from people whenever I told them I was going to be interviewing you is, oh, is mm-hmm. it true she's a big fan of Sailor Moon, and what other animes is she into? Oh, my God. So Sailor Moon's my number one. I've watched that since I was a little girl, and I used to say, because I didn't understand time when I was really young, it would always come in at, on at 6 in the morning, so I <laughs> stayed up all night thinking, you know, it would be on at night, because it was still dark outside, so... I would always watch Sailor Moon. I love Death Note. That's one of my favorite animes of all time. Um, Monster, Full Rumble. I can just go on and on. I love anime. (laughs) 
What are your thoughts on uh, on the fans who like to dress up as you? Since we're going into anime, that made me think of cosplay, and and, and you see <laughs> yeah. fans all the time dressing up as Sasha Banks. How does that feel? That is that inspiring? Is it flattering, or is it kind of weird? No, it's so it's it really makes me know that I've made it. The fact that people would take the time out to buy my stuff or even make costumes to dress up like me to get a purple wig, you know, just like everything. It's honestly it's the coolest thing I've seen. And, you know, we come to these WWE shows and I see it all the time or I go to autograph signing and just even seeing little girls wear my jewelry and my necklace, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit because we are getting ready for the uh, the upcoming May Young Women's Classic. Is there anyone that you would oh, like yeah. to, is there anyone you'd like to see enter? Is there anyone that maybe you have your eye on that you wouldn't mind watching in the ring? Yeah, so uh, anytime when it comes to like a really big show or matches, I go down to Brooklyn, New York, and I train with Amazing Red. And getting to work with his students have been absolutely incredible. So there's this woman named Sonia, and uh, Sonia Strong, and she loves it so much, so much, and I, I love her passion for it. So I really want to try to push her into this one's classic. But I think this is a great opportunity for women all over the world. And um, just finding out that we were going to have our own tournament after seeing these guys get it after year after year, and it's like. You know, no, the women deserve it for it too, and it's going to be. Honestly, I think it's going to be the best tournament out of all of them that we have so far, and um, I can't wait to go down there and support them all. And it's going to be absolutely amazing. Definitely, and I'm sure you've been asked this question numerous times, and you've you know probably gotten sick of hearing it. But how does it feel knowing that you're part of that women's revolution, that the change in the WWE, and not just WWE, but you know for the entire world, it's showing women yeah. can be taken just as equally. If not more. Um, it's exactly. Women are taking over the world right now, and it's such an honor to be part of it. I always knew that I wanted to change the definition of what it was to be a diva, and now we're not divas anymore. We're superstars because we are equal, and we can do it just like the men. We can main event like them. We can take over pay-per-views, and we can just show out and show them that we are better than all of them. So it's, uh, it's a huge honor, and you know we still have a lot more to do and a lot to overcome, but we are in the right footsteps, and it's we're just going to keep on going up. Very cool. You know, you're only 25 years old. You have so much of your of your career ahead of you, but you've already obtained such a level of success. You were NXT Women's Champion, three-time WWE yeah. Raw Women's Champion. You're in the first Hell in a Cell Women's Match. What's what's what do you think is going to be the next big challenge for the boss? What's your next step? Um, I want to main event WrestleMania, baby. That's that's the number one goal right now. Is just to get there. Uh, it's so crazy knowing that I've only really been on the main roster for two years now, and I've done so much, accomplished so many things. I've done so many first-time evers, and, um, man, it gives me goosebumps thinking that I've done so much, and everything that I ever dreamt of, I have accomplished. But uh, main event WrestleMania is the number one goal right now. Very nice. And uh, we always like to ask this question just because we never really know what to expect. Sometimes you get a funny one. Sometimes you get a more serious, oh, man, they almost got in trouble. But is there is there any kind of on-the-road story that you could share, something that you were involved in that uh, that's just really fun to tell? Oh, man, that's <laughs> almost too broad of a question. I can't think of something <laughs> always happens every single week um, because we, we do. We travel all over the world. We're in a different town every single day, and... It's so hard to think of any stories, man. I don't know. Um, maybe one time me and Bailey almost died because we couldn't see. We were driving in uh, Pennsylvania, and I almost ran off off a cliff. And I was like, ah! <laughs> we were in the middle of nowhere. And our GPS would stop working. I was just like, oh, my God, are we going to make it? So there's, like, little scary stories like that. There's so many funny stories. But 
you know, it's it's the journey, and maybe you can read it in my book one day. Maybe I'll write a book. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> we'll definitely have to look forward to that. All the all the crazy stories <laughs> like that. If if you have a uh, a personal matchup that is your all time favorite, so what what is my favorite match I've ever seen? Yeah, of course, any Eddie Guerrero match is my favorite. Um, but people are going to know that. So I loved Eddie versus Ray Mysterio from WrestleMania 21 and the Halloween Havoc. But I also love Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker at WrestleMania, their first one they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, that one I always watch. And I'm always, it still gets me every time. I'm like, oh, 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 my God. <laughs> and matches like that are just, like, timeless, you know. If you can still be a fan after you know, already know who wins and loses, it's, those are the matches that I'm just like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And, of course, me versus Bailey from NXT Brooklyn. Um, she's my favorite wrestler of all time. So <laughs> I love wrestling her. Well, very cool. Well, Sasha, we certainly appreciate your time. Like I said, you will be appearing in Beaumont Ford Arena June 11th as part of the WWE SummerSlam Heat Wave Tour. It's going to have Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, the Hardy Boys, Alexa Bliss, and of course, the boss, Sasha Banks. And you can follow her on Twitter at Sasha Banks WWE. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you. So there you go. Really cool stuff. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, She seems nice. Yeah, very, very cool of her to come on the show. Uh, let's talk SmackDown as we're getting closer yes. to Money in the Bank. Our prediction show will be next week. Goodness gracious. Um, Shane comes out, introduces the ladies as they're all standing around a table. And uh, <laughs> I did chuckle at Shane because he, he flubbed his line when he was trying to introduce Tamina. He was like, the two-time uh, second generation. <laughs> uh, She's never been champion. He is, he is, like, poor Tamina. She's getting, like, all the slack when it comes to Shane. Like, he introduced Tamina, brought her out. Oh, I thought that's what we, Oh, you were wanting someone else? Okay, well, let us get out the real talent. Oh, like, oh, God. And now he's like, oh, it's the two-time Bro, generational... the shit that you're doing, she better win the title, you know? Right? She better win the number one contendership, and she needs to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Give I'll that be, lady a title. I'll be honest, the front runner in my mind to, to win Money in the Bank is Carmella. Sure. Because she's not, and I don't want to sound negative about it. Don't. She's not there in the ring yet, like her ring skills. But the Money in the Bank briefcase gives her an out. Yeah. So she could get it, become champion, maybe improve, lose it or whatever. And I, I feel like that's where they're going. Is it what I want to see? Eh, not really. But they only have so many options. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Handful. Yeah. I mean, they could easily go at Charlotte at any point. And also James Ellsworth. Nope. You can win the money. Not a woman. Thing. Not a woman. Uh, nope. San- Santino. Nope. Marilla. Also no. <laughs> also a man. Cannot <laughs> no, win Santina. women's. Not Santino. It's <laughs> his sister. I'm Santino. Santino Marilla's sister. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm personally at the moment leaning towards Carmella, but we'll see. Uh, we got to see the debut of Lana, so she came out wearing her dress and yeah. just immediately got into it and said, oh, "I can beat you, Naomi." And Naomi was like, "Bitch, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, you haven't beaten anybody." So, uh, but later on in the night, snatch you bald. Later on in the night, Naomi did say she wanted to snatch her bald, put her in a matchup against me. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll even put my title on the line. So they were like, all right, 
That's going to be our main Let's event. Do it. That's going to be uh, happening at Money in the Bank. You're going to defend your title against Lana in her first match. Will she win? Probably not. That way, Carmella can come in. Yeah. Cash in. Um, they had a backstage segment with Mojo Rawley. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, they had a six women's tag match Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella going up against Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Naomi. Nothing really stands out from it for me. Uh, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella end up getting the win. Anything stand out for you? Nah. All right. Um, one thing that did stand out was the uh, backstage segment between Shane McMahon and Mojo Rawley. Did you get yeah. to catch that? I like the fact that he's like, hey, man, I won, chance. I won I won, the uh, Memorial Battle Royal, and I feel like I've just been sitting on the sidelines, and I know there's a land of opportunity. I'd really like the opportunity. I'd really like a chance. Like, it felt so genuine. It felt yeah. so heartfelt. I loved it. Um, you know, you can say what you want about his mic skills or his, you know, in-ring performance, or whatever. This was really good. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, he seems like a really good guy, and you know, it seemed heartfelt. And part of it might be true because he hasn't really done much on SmackDown since yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, choo-choo, Playboy. <laughs> so, uh, so he gets put in a match against Jinder Mahal uh, for Mahal. later on, later on in the night. Uh, AJ Styles goes. Goes up against Dolph Ziggler, gets the win. Yeah, man. Got that win back. Yeah. So that's good. Um, I like the fact that he won with the Styles Clash. It's not just a um, I feel like they have signature chemistry. Yeah, they're doing all right together. Uh, we got to see Fashion Files with the New Day. Uh, it's, it's a little too much. It's All of them is really like not too great. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, like I said... You know, week after week, it's cool that they have it, mm-hmm. but it's really not great. Yeah. Um, Jinder Mahal ends up defeating Mojo Raleigh. I like the theme music to the um, the Singing Brothers. When they first came out, I was like, whose music is this? I think that was, yeah, I think that was part of the celebration from like the previous week or something like that, or maybe really a different cool. version of it or something. Yeah, it did. Um, and I like the fact that the the floor screen or whatever has the red carpet that rolls out. That's yeah. a pretty neat little thing. Even though Jinder was a few steps ahead of it, that's all right. Uh, so Jinder Mahal goes up against Mojo Rawley. Kind of basic matchup. Mm-hmm. Jinder gets the win. Then he cuts a promo. You I'm notice gonna... that they're saying, well, I, I know JBL's been saying it, but they now have Jinder Mahal saying uh, uh, modern day Maja, Maharaja mm-hmm. instead yeah. of just the, I'm the Maharaja. Yeah. You know modern I mean? day. I'm like, nah, just say Maharaja. Yeah. Nope, you gotta you gotta coin it. You gotta coin a phrase. Yeah. Sort of like the whole Shinsuke rock star thing. Where did that come from? I'm Artist, not, uh rock star. I'm not liking it, to be honest. They're they're getting away from, you know, uh what was the it? King of Strong Style. Yeah. Which is what he was. Yeah. Which was on a shirt, right, that they made? No. Nope. Yeah. It was the first shirt he got. King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura. And now they're just like, nope, he's the rock star. Which They're going to change his music to Party Like a Rock Star. Oh, God. Party Like a Rock. Kill me. Uh, the New Day ends up defeating the Colognes. Nothing really to it. It looked fine. Took the, took the cologne to the boys in the lab. Yeah. There's no boys. There's no lap. 
Okay, you're just staring at us right now. Can they hear us? I don't think so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Sami Zayn was attacked backstage by Baron Corbin. As he's always been attacked yep. for the last few weeks or yep. on and off. He was supposed to be on commentary, but this time he was not. So Baron Corbin said, I'll take that spot. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens. They were building it as the first time ever. Which in WWE, like one-on-one, yes. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens, yes. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Kevin Steen, Steen. no. No. Anywho, uh, Ring of Honor posted that matchup before uh, SmackDown got underway on their Facebook page. Uh, I thought it was a fine match. I like how um, Baron Corbin... Got one one up on Shinsuke. Yeah. The match concluded. Shinsuke gets the win. And then Baron Corbin attacks, delivers the end of days. And uh, I chuckled because his little beanie cap fell off. And then uh, I immediately thought of uh, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie where the king removes his crown. And everyone's like, bald, bald, bald. And he's like, it's not bald, it's thinning. Because his hair is thinning so much. I was playing the... Uh, 2K17. I was playing as Baron Corbin in that thinning spot. Yeah, in the video game, uh-huh. it's not there. It's like he has like it's oh, full, he has full right in full that one that one spot. Yeah, that poor guy. Yeah, just like just go with like the you know the realness. You know, just like a little balding. You know. Yeah, they're not gonna do that. Maybe in in his action figure they can do that. We'll see. A little lightness <laughs> you know, right there. <laughs> or you buy the action figure and shave off some of the the dark paint. <laughs> we'll see. Accurate. Yes. Um, so that pretty much does it for SmackDown. I don't really have any hot topics. Do you, Tyler? Anything that you know um, of? I read online. CM Ooh. Punk just got booted. Booted? From the das challenge. Boot. The pros. And really? Just, yeah. Was he like eliminated? Or yeah, like eliminated. They kicked him off. Eliminated. Sorry. Okay. There's eliminated. A, yeah. Slight difference between the two. Yeah. Also, that sucks. um, was it two days ago? Maybe yesterday. My wife was like, hey, come, come look, at, watch this. She's watching a bachelorette. Oh, and uh, Kenny King is on there, and he was doing some. They were doing some wrestling stuff, some mud wrestling or whatever. But uh, you could tell it was scripted, though. But oh, he of was, course, he was cutting a promo before that and stuff, and he was doing his Ring of Honor stuff, and it was just quite funny. Interesting. So yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. So if you have any questions for us, make sure to submit it on our YouTube channel, WNS Video, also our Facebook page, WNS Podcast. You can check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook, or subscribe to our show on iTunes if you haven't already by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, you can find me on find me. You can find us on Stitcher, Beyond Pod, Player.fm, and Satchel. Just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. You can also follow us on Twitter at WNS Podcast. On, you can follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Daniel. You can follow Tyler at Tyler underscore Abear. Yes. Tiny Rick. But, and watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> you can definitely do that. And Tiny if Rick. You, and if you don't, then in my culture, they call that a dick move. So uh, for the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I am Tyler Abear. And we will catch you all next week. My man.